Nyata, hello. It's Alison here and I'm the pastor at Sanctuary and we're based on Peak Warren Country in Warrnambool. Last week we heard how John expected Jesus to come, flamethrower in hand. This week we discover John is a bit mystified by Jesus' ministry. Are you really the one, he asks. And to this, Jesus outlines the effects of his work and implies that John himself must decide. And you'll find the full text in Matthew chapter 11, verses 2 through 11. Well, it's December of 2022. And we're nearing the end of a long and somewhat disheartening year. After two years of lockdowns and all their ramifications, many of us kicked off this year with not much in the tank. And then we had sickness aplenty and too many funerals and relentless pivoting and change. Many of us are fatigued and burned out or just plain exhausted. Meanwhile, some households have moved away and church participation has dwindled. We still have a strong and solid core, but there are weeks when those of us who turn up might look around and wonder, is this all there is? Our initial vision here at Sanctuary was to gather together people who'd left church and were looking for a new way. It was to develop patterns of worship and eating together and to create spaces for people to wrestle with faith and ask big questions and build new relationships. I reckon we've achieved most of this, but six years and a pandemic later, momentum has largely fizzled. We're still small, smaller even than we first began. Some of us were wounded by the storming phase of our beginnings, and some of us still grieve those who are no longer here. Some of our families have moved on or their kids have grown up, and some of those who remain are attending church much less often. Some of us are disappointed, perhaps, with what the church could and could not offer during the lockdown years, and we're sad that we're no longer a congregation which is bustling with young children. If we're honest, we're probably also disappointed at all the ways we don't seem to embody full and flourishing life. We don't look successful, and if we look at our numbers, we're not exactly thriving. We're still largely captive to white middle-class culture and the claims that capitalism makes on our lives. Many of us pour our lives into vocational work, which has only become more demanding since the pandemic. Good work is not a bad thing, but it means that many of us come to church exhausted if we turn up at all. And when we do come, many of us are aiming to have our own needs met, rather than offering ourselves to the life of the congregation, and through this, the wider community. And so as a group, we can feel a bit diminished, and perhaps we wonder, Is sanctuary really the body of Christ and a sign of God's kingdom to come? Or should we wait for another? A bigger church with better programs and a vibrant youth ministry, perhaps? Or a church with a more blandly attractional worship style, as someone recently suggested to me? Should we wait for a pastor who's more dynamically engaged in significant local outreach? Or a church with a thriving social enterprise which funds the minister and doesn't tax individual hip pockets? Or do we give up on church altogether? Because, you know, is this really it? Well, the prophet John asked pretty similar questions of Jesus. Last week we heard how John had galvanised the crowds. They came pouring out of the cities and towns, away from established institutions and domineering religious gatekeepers down by the river in a wild, unregulated space, 
They turn to God, confess their sins and change their lives. And they gratefully receive the water bath which washed their sins away. As John baptised them, he thundered against toxic religious leaders who abuse their power and harm people's faith. And he pointed to the coming one who would burn all sin away. Now, of course, as we know, his critique of the powerful eventually landed John in prison. Well, there, rumours reached him. Jesus was on the move and so were his disciples. And people were talking of Messiah. But there were no lightning bolts, no flamethrowers, no incineration of towns, no winnowing of individuals out of the crowd. Instead, there was just love. Love and mercy and hospitality and healing and countless conversations and stories. It was strange and countercultural and thoroughly unimpressive. Not what was expected from the Messiah at all. Meanwhile, Jesus' disciples looked very ordinary indeed. They were humble folk who got things wrong and messed things up and argued about status and denied ever knowing him and were ambivalent about children and blocked others from him and failed to understand what he was on about again and again and again. And so John sent a message, Are you the one who is to come? Or should we wait for another? Like, are you serious? Because how could someone this small, this humble, surrounded by people so flawed, be the saviour the world is waiting for? And anyway, if Messiah has come, why am I still in prison? When asked, Jesus didn't answer directly. Instead, he pointed to what was happening. He said, the blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have good news brought to them. And blessed is anyone who is not scandalized by me. In other words, these are the fruits of my ministry. People are restored to communal life. Am I the coming one? You decide. Now, for those of us who are wondering if what we have here at Sanctuary is the real deal, that is a sign of the coming one, I suggest that this then is our task, to look at the fruit of our life together and then decide. Since Sanctuary began, have we seen growth in faith, hope and love? Have people had their eyes open to the gospel and its powerful relevance to the world? And has this been good news to financially and spiritually impoverished people? Since Sanctuary began, have people learned new ways to attend to Scripture, to engage in prayer, and to listen for what God is saying to them? Since Sanctuary began, have people deemed untouchable by many felt accepted, loved, healed, and served? Have they remembered how much their lives matter? And have they found a people and a place to belong? Since Sanctuary began, have diverse people had opportunities to contribute, to witness and to serve? Are all welcome to fully participate in our common life? And do Sanctuary's words and actions, its membership even, scandalise and offend some onlookers? 
Well, if the answer to these and similar questions is mostly yes, and I think it is, then we're probably on the right track. But we work within limits. The limits of the pastor, the limits placed around us by the pandemic, the limits of our time and energy, the limits of our willingness and capacity to show up and contribute. And as John's life and indeed Jesus' life show, even the greatest faithfulness does not necessarily lead to popularity or success, at least not in this life. So our progress is slow, our work is small and humble, our future is uncertain, but this is all okay. For we are in Advent, a time of waiting and a time of unsettled and unsettling expectations, poised as we are between our present reality and our future hope. We can trust that God is already working within us and among us and through us, that we're already a sign of the one to come, even as we look to the fullness of the arrival of God with us, Emmanuel. And while we are watching and waiting and preparing, Let's keep opening people's eyes, unblocking people's ears, embracing one another and sharing good news. And let's keep making space for all people to participate fully in our common life. And let us never forget, Christ is not born in locations of privilege and power, wealth and success. Instead, he turns up among ordinary people in unimpressive locations and domestic spaces And when he arrives, he'll be small, young and vulnerable and needing tenderness and care. He will be, perhaps, a little bit like us. In the name of Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, I pray. Come, Lord Jesus, come. Amen. There's always more to read on our website at sanctuarybaptist.org. And this week I reflect on a light so lovely that others want to know its source. Sanctuary is funded entirely by members and supporters. If you'd like to support the work of this little church, you can make a donation via PayPal, and you'll find the details for this on the website. This reflection was prepared on the lands of the Pequaring people of the Eastern Ma Nation, a land which was taken by force and has never been ceded. It's been a wild, glary, rainy, windy week with surprising pockets of hot and cold air. The tree everlasting is in pale cream flower, and when they're not being blown around, iridescent blue dragonflies flit round the garden and roost on reeds, their bodies aligned to absorb the sun. I pay my respects to elders past and present. The peace of the land, earth, sea and sky be with us all. Amen.